0: This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle,
1: Australia. We're talking travel. Sally Lucas, we're going to Europe this week and we're going to a country that's proved very, very popular in the last few years? It has. It's for good just reason. Sort of uh,
0: Well, yes, I shouldn't say risen from the ashes. It was never considered down the bottom of the pile by any means. But um, Italy has really come onto its own in the last couple of years. And it has so much to offer these days. And companies are taking advantage of this by promoting all the different regions of Italy. It was once before everyone just sort of probably thought Rome, Florence, Venice, you know. But, I mean, it's really a lot more than that now. And you've got some beautiful countryside and some beautiful tours and walks and gastronomy-type tours and all sorts of things that you can do but why I thought we'd talk about it today is that Vicky from our office has just come back only today or yesterday I think it was she came back anyway flew in this week very tired over a very hectic holiday in Italy um, mainly Italy. she did do other things as well but the area she concentrated on which is an area that has proven to be extremely popular is the Cinque Terre which is on the um, west coast of Italy out from La Spezia would be your closest town. It's only about a five-minute rail trip from there, if you can imagine that. Not far from Pisa either, if you're looking at a map, it's a little bit further south. Or if you're going north, it's not. It's probably about an hour and a half or a bit over an hour from Genoa. So top left. So if you're looking map. at a map of Italy, yes, left going up towards Genoa, beyond Pisa, between Pisa and Genoa. And this is an area of Cinque Terre, of course, five, as we understand. And there's five of these beautiful villages that are perched into, if you like, cliff-like situations. I guess similar to the Amalfi Coast in in some respects. But the Amalfi Coast, of course, has a road that follows it around. Whereas this, you've got to really walk between the villages. So it's actually where you would go to do a walking tour. There are organised tours that, you know, would take you through the whole lot. But you really don't need to do that. You could base yourself in one of the towns. Townships, and then you can do different walks, you know, between each one. Probably the longest walk between them is about two hours, and some of them are now an 45, and some are only an hour. So, the actual villages to give you an idea of them all they start with a village called Levanto, and then there's Monterosso, Venazza, Corniglia, Manarola, and there's Towards the end, there's another on Rio Maggiore. So there, it, it's a beautiful little area, but one thing Vicky was saying, she'd, even though everyone talks about the coastal walk, the actual walk up into the hills behind, she found, was more spectacular and more beautiful. So just to keep that in mind for people who are visiting this area, it's easy to get to La Spezia too, like whether you've got a hire car or you could do it by train, and then there's a little local train will take you in, or a bus from La, La Spezia into the start of this and then you can just use local transport to get you to the point where you want to stay she felt one of the prettiest places was a levanto which is the most northerly of these these villages um and the old, another one which was beautiful was manarola but just to let people know they are extremely steep and where vicky stayed in one of the villages um i think it was this one here because she showed me where the little balcony was and that was in rio maggiore But she said just to to get up there, the steps... You know, you're just constantly walking up and down steps. And from the, from the uh, ferry up to some of these villages, she said they you know, up to 365 steps. So it's not for the faint-hearted or the unfit. It's really for people who do enjoy walking and have a good level of fitness as well.
1: It's, but, a, but it's quite, amazing, um, really, how they've managed to build the, oh, the buildings yes, on well, the Yes, well, I, mean, I know these you slats. people
0: out there, unfortunately, in Radioland can't see what we're looking at, but you look at some of these pictures of these little villages and they're just virtually built in into the rock face or into the cliff you <laughs> of some of these areas so they're quite spectacular and quite beautiful but just let people know you do need that reasonable level of fitness if you're going to go into that Cinque Terre area. Now if that's not for you that's fine as we've said there's plenty more to do in Italy. I mean you can do language courses, you can do cooking courses you can base yourself in a beautiful villa in Tuscany maybe near Siena somewhere which is sort of a good central spot Poggi Bonzi is another lovely little place near Siena and you're not that far from Florence and Pisa and you can just have a nice week there where you can just forage out every day and then of course further south i mean you've got rome naturally of course is the eternal city but to go further south from rome i think you should see pompeii and don't do it as a day trip go down there probably stay in sorrento for a couple of days so you can do pompeii i recommend you do it with a guide you can guide yourself but Honestly, it's very hard because there's a lot of knowledge about Pompeii that is better with a guide, and they get you into some of the crypts and places that you wouldn't get into normally because it's only if you've got a guide you can do this. And the Isle of Capri, as commercial as we all think it may be, in the Blue Grotto, is stunningly beautiful. It's a beautiful village, and it's worthwhile doing that little side trip to Capri. So, I mean, we've only touched on some of the things you can do in Italy today, but, I mean, there's just a whole wealth of information on Italy out there in the marketplace now and lots and lots for people to do for all interests
1: and coming up next we'll continue with italy
0: we'll continue with europe if you like we're going to talk a little bit about early birds just to let people know what's happening out there it's a lot a little bit different this year than it's been in the past so just to let people know some of the maybe the pitfalls and things to look out for and some of the other little bits and pieces in europe
1: whether you're going to italy or not exactly we're talking travel and we'll be back in just a moment to a New RFM one hundred and three point seven, and Sally Lucas, you can stay in some wonderful places in Italy. But what sort of accommodation are you looking at? Well,
0: as you are aware, Jane, from travelling to Europe yourself, most of the accommodation is aged. And I think a lot of people who've any... Aged accommodation. Aged, do you like, like that? a good do wine. You like that one? Like a good wine. <laughs> so as opposed to, say, going to Asia or America where everything's modern and new and you get quite large rooms, this isn't the case once you travel to Europe. And Italy's no exception to that. Um, it's often restored historical houses and old palaces, but the rooms are often quite small. But you're staying in something with, with a lot of ambience, of course. And, I mean, That's the whole idea to me of going to Europe. You don't want to stay in a Sheraton or a Hyatt, and I'm I'm not being offensive to those chains either, but, I mean, when you go to Europe particularly, you want to take in that flavour of Europe, and I think you get that by staying in pensiones or smaller-style hotels. And, look, even when I mentioned before about villas, when I say villa, I don't want people to conjure up a modern villa. Again, you're staying in the countryside on estates um, where people have converted some of their older accommodation and farmhouses into villa-style accommodation now, so that's what I'm saying, villas. It can be cottages, villas, whatever. Um, To stay in the towns, you won't get much in the way of self-contained accommodation in the smaller villages because they are as they have been for centuries. So there's nothing that big. So you're really restricted, if you like, to more like B&B-style accommodation or pensiones. Obviously, in your larger cities, you do get that wider range of choice where you do get some modern hotels as well as your still older-style hotels. So you do have a range, a real range, even apartments. So for a family, for example, who wants to stay in Rome, Paris or whatever, there are lots of apartment-style accommodation now in your larger cities which can keep the cost down for a family because normally they'd have to buy two hotel rooms. You know, if it's three or four kids or even two kids, it's, that's four lots of breakfast, five lots of breakfast, whatever. So you can go and do your little local shopping and, you know, fend for yourself a bit, and that does bring your overall cost down at the whole end of things. And also while we're talking accommodation, as I said with Vicky just having come back, she had a look at a lovely little hotel in Venice that's right on the Grand Canal opposite the main railway station, and it was quite reasonably priced on my, from what she said to me today. I only briefly spoke to her because a lot of people I'd have this perception that accommodation on the Grand Canal is always very expensive, which in the most case it is. But this looks like a lovely little hotel, just looking at the brochure on it. It's a restored historical house. And, yeah, so we've got... in. we only got one brochure on it, of course, but it's called the Hotel Antique, A-N-T-I-C-H-E, figure, F-I-G-U-R-E. Now, whether it's on the net or not, I don't know. But just to let people know, if they're looking for something on the Grand Canal, there is something out there that's not just, you know, terribly expensive. I think she said it was about €115 Euros, bed and breakfast for the night, so... that's
1: Fairly reasonable, and Europe's amazing. Like that, there are always really good places that you can find to stay amidst oh, all the high price places. There is.
0: It's just a, a whole place of discovery, isn't it? And you've just this is why you've got to get out on foot and forage around yourself sometimes because you just fall on these little gems. And I mean, that's half the fun of going to Europe anyway. <laughs> it is. Uh, while we're talking Europe, Jane, can we just mention with the. Um, awful you know terror alert we had you know, a couple of months ago in heathrow we did have this really severe restrictions of course on hand luggage if you were going into the uk or also via the uk people have to remember it wasn't just into london but if you were transiting london onto anywhere else in europe that applied because it was applicable to the uk
1: all the restrictions that they placed on people people's hand baggage, hand baggage, in particular. baggage. now they
0: have um, lightened them if you like to say that you can now take some liquid items in cabin baggage now into the UK and on to Europe as well from the 6th of November this has uh, been effective. Now there are still stringent regula- regulations on the quality of liquid, item, like, ugh, liquid items, I'm getting my tongue all around my words today, and also the method of packing those items in your cabin baggage. Um, the liquids must be held in individual containers not exceeding 100 mils. Um, And the limited quantities that you can um, take include things like shampoo, creams, hair gel, sunscreen, toothpaste, liquid or aerosol deodorants, perfumes, cosmetics such as mascara, lip gloss and other items of similar consistency. Um, All these liquid containers must be carried in a separate clear plastic zip top or resealable bag that does not exceed 20 by 20 centimetres or equivalent to one litre capacity and all items must fit in the bag comfortably and the bag must be completely closed. So it is still restrictive, but at least now you can take some of those liquid items with you just to let people know that.
1: And certainly for some people they're essential. Absolutely
0: essential and just one other little thing that uh, came across my desk this week, Um, GPS Uh, a lot of people are asking about that these days, Um, particularly with driving through Europe and you're on the wrong side of the road and the wrong side of the car with your steering wheel and all these sorts of things and they often feel we're trying to navigate and do all this other stuff as well and sometimes they have a partner who isn't such a good navigator and that's not me of course but um, anyway, um, I only had a client ask me this and unfortunately this came on my desk after they'd left but I will Ring them and let them know about it. But um, a company called Drive Away Holidays has sort of just said, "No, never get lost." For from nine dollars ninety a day, now you can get handheld GPS units available, which are available um, to mount in the car or hand hold. So rather than having to pour over a map or anything in a city now, it means that you know you can easily find your way around. Which is the reason this gentleman was asking me. He said, "Look, I don't like to appear ignorant, and I can't speak the language, and maybe the person I'm asking doesn't speak English, and etc. etc." And it includes such things as an MP3 player, an audiobook player, it translates words and phrases for up to nine languages, it's got a travel guide where it will help you find restaurants, hotels, parking lots, it's got a currency conversion function, um, and it's got maps and information uh, that are available for Australia, New Zealand, USA, Canada, UK, Republic of Ireland, and Europe. Um, so that's really quite fantastic, and it's not much larger than a pack of cards, apparently. Easy to use touchscreen technology so you can even use it on a car on foot even on a bike if you're cycling um so just something wonderful that you can get now so if so long as you're booking something through drive away holidays who obviously you know do car rentals and leasing um they do accommodation as well so as long as you're booking something with them you're getting this offer that you can you know hire this uh, gps system so i think it's absolutely wonderful be
1: self-contained for your directions as well absolutely